This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we unleashed the latest converged offering from NetApp, FlexPod SF. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. On the phone with me today, Glenn Sizemore. How are we doing, Justin? I'm doing super. I, this is I'm a fabulous Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. I've got my, my coffee right here. I've got uh, everything I need for the morning. I had some, had some breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I, you could say my morning is converged. Oh, snap. And there it begins already. Yeah. You like that? You like that segue there? Anyway, uh, man, I guess I haven't had enough coffee yet. Uh, Also on the phone with me today is uh, V-Miss, Melissa Palmer. Hi, hi, V-Miss. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Now, is it Mrs. V-Miss or just V-Miss? Just V-Miss, kind of like Madonna. Just one name. Yes. Yes, kind of like Nitto. We're making our way towards a symbol. Kind of like Nitto. All right, and on the phone also with us is Brett Seclair. Hi, Brett. How you doing? Doing great. Um, so we're going to go around and just talk about who everybody is and what they do here. Uh, what I wanted to point out, though, is it's Brett Sinclair, not Sinclair, right? That's correct. Yeah, so I was trying to find you in the gals. Like, who is this Brett Sinclair? There's nobody there. And then, and then yeah. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting name. That's an interesting spelling. either. Yeah. All right, so Brett, uh, if you could tell the listeners a little bit about what you do here at NetApp. I am the uh, product manager here at NetApp um, covering the SolidFire product line. Uh, I specifically focus on the platform for SolidFire. So all the existing AFA um, as well as the new converged infrastructure um, storage platform that we're putting out, the SF9608 or FlexPod for SolidFire. Oh, spoiler alert. (sighs) We're going to build up to that. Uh, also on the phone, like we said, Melissa Palmer. Melissa, tell everybody what you do if nobody knows. Hey, everybody. My name is Melissa Palmer, and I am a FlexPod TME here at NetApp. All right. So uh, in case you haven't noticed, we've brought some FlexPod power here. We've already, we've already had Glenn here for a while, so he's, he's one of the FlexPod muscles. Um, but we also have Melissa Palmer and also Brett Sinclair to talk about the latest release and offering for FlexPod, the SolidFire edition. Um, and it, Brett, what are we officially calling this thing? Uh, the, the storage appliance will be called the SF9608. And yeah, but do we have will, any flashy uh, name for that? Like, the... I mean, is it like like SolidPod? No, it's the it's, uh, FlexPod SF is, is what the, uh, uh, the whole solution will be called. Okay. And not, not quite as flashy as you'd like. But. Does that stand for a super fragilistic expialidocious? Yes. Right, yeah. We just put that in an acronym. and It does now. <laughs> Why, I wish we had called it FlexPod AF. That would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been pretty great. Anyway, uh, that's why I don't work in marketing, because I'm I'm a train wreck. Uh, so, Brett, if you could tell us a little bit about what the FlexPod SF is, if, in case people don't know what a FlexPod is, and in case they don't know what an SF is, let's, let's kind of give the rundown of that. 
Yeah, so to start, the, the FlexPod is a converged infrastructure. Um, it's, a, it's a partnership between Cisco and, and NetApp um, that essentially combine compute, networking, storage, and wraps it in a solution um, like VMware, OpenStack, Docker containers, those types of things. Um, so to start off, to, to start with the, the, the FlexPod, the, the SolidFire side, NetApp is, is owns the, the SolidFire product line. Um, so SolidFire is the storage appliance within the FlexPod solution. And uh, the, the SF9608, which will be the storage appliance or the storage node, is essentially a combined solution with C220. It's a C220 um, SolidFire software, element software running on top of a C220 M4 chassis. So this will be a completely Cisco branded um, FlexPod from switching on down all the way to the storage layer. And, uh, and it'll be wrapped in a VMware 6.5 um, solution. Okay, so we're doing SolidFire and a FlexPod. We already had FAS and a FlexPod. So what's the use case? Like what's, what's the general ask for a SolidFire and a FlexPod? What, you know, what was driving that decision? Well, the, the biggest thing is, is one, to strengthen the, the partnership between NetApp SolidFire and, and Cisco. Um, they've been really looking to compete against additional other CVDs out there um, that, were, that were Cisco combined. You've got, you got the EMC V-Block. Um, a lot of these, these companies are competing now um, through acquisition with Dell. Cisco really wanted a product that they could go to market with that was built for the next generation data center and not built on just kind of a legacy um, converged infrastructure to build out. SolidFire offered a perfect opportunity for them to take advantage of not only running storage software on top of their hardware, but the ability to scale out and be 100% programmable. Um, so, so it expands their capability of ease of use and simplicity um, to be able to scale exponentially in, in a converged infrastructure setting. It's really the last point that Brett touched on, because obviously, right, our, our traditional FlexPod line is fully programmable and is support scaling of all different types. But it's, it's really all about levels of effort that go into that, right? Consuming a, a ONTAP-based FlexPod and programming against that is more complicated and, and is a little bit more challenging than what we get out of a, something that's powered by Element OS. And, and it's also worth mentioning that we have supported uh, SolidFire in the FlexPod product line since, uh, Melissa, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that was a month after the acquisition, right? Yeah, exactly. When I was at Insight this year, we had our first offering, where which was adding SolidFire nodes to an existing FlexPod. And that was just because so many of our FlexPod customers really wanted to take advantage of the SolidFire platform. And the next question we got was, well, when can I just buy a complete SolidFire-based FlexPod? So many FlexPod and SolidFire customers were looking for that, for that, you know, to start building their next-gen data centers. So this is really kind of the response to their ask since the acquisition. Yeah, so, so taking that core requirement of, hey, this is great, we love this, it's, it's, it's you know, peanut butter and chocolate, the joke we've been making for six months. Um, but but uh, turning that into more of a, 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 a well-defined product offering and, and a package, as, as Brett was, was explaining for us, and, and we went down the path of adding a new storage appliance uh, in, in, in the portfolio itself. Speaking of that appliance, hey, Brett, what's in the box? Uh, no, great, great question. So the SF9608 storage node um, is, a, like I said, is Element software running on top of a Cisco C220 M4 um, chassis. It is important to remember that that it is a solid fire platform, so it's not 
it's not going to be used as a Cisco server. Um, this is a storage platform. Um, that's an important fact to always remember. Uh, I, I think what's important about what's in the box is, is the C220 has eight, eight Samsung drives. Um, these are PM863A Cisco branded drives. They will be non-encrypted. This is an iSCSI, uh, iSCSI only solution, and it's, so it, it'll have 10 gig connectivity out of the back. Um, to start off, there's a minimum of a four-node cluster, and you're looking at each individual node with that, that can produce up to 75,000 uh, guaranteed IOPS, um, 4K IOPS, as well as um, have a effective capacity of, around, of anywhere from 10 to 32 gigs, depending on the, um, the efficiencies that are, that are gained through that. So we're looking at, and that's on a minimum cluster of, of four nodes. You can then exponentially kind of just keep adding nodes to that, a single, a single node at a time. You can also scale those nodes back um, at any time. So that, that's really the flexibility and the simplicity that we're talking about. Um, each node, again, will, in a minimum four-node cluster, can produce up to 300,000 IOPS in that cluster. So, uh, again, you can just keep continuing to expand that with a guaranteed IOPS um, of, of 75,000 per box as you continue to grow. And that's really pretty much the, the breakdown of, of the specs inside. Brett, are there any uh, limitations from an Element OS perspective um, it, for for customers if they ever wanted to start to mix and match uh, these these SF FlexPod nodes with uh, traditional SolidFire appliance nodes? That's a that's a great question. Um, actually, th there is not. Uh, there, there's, you can actually mix the 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 C2 um, the, the SF9608 with an existing Dell cluster. Um, you can mix it with uh, any of the any of the existing SolidFire. Uh, products, uh, product lines at this point. The only thing I caution is that because it is a non-encrypting um, node, that if you have a non-encrypt or if you have an encrypting cluster, that um, once you add a non-encrypting node into it, it will consider it as a non-encrypted cluster at that point. So just something to be aware of. But uh, no, the node itself has no issues with mixing and matching with all other SolidFire product lines. Awesome. Yeah, and and uh, it's pro it's probably worth kind of calling out. I don't know that if if you want to go into the details behind this, but uh, you know the the if I understand this situation correctly, the Cisco uh, M4 node that we put together, even though we have fewer drives, we're actually getting more IOPS out of that node. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the, you're you're actually getting more IOPS, and the reason for that, um, you're, you're actually getting. Uh, we have a similar product called the SF9605. Um, and that is that's 50,000 IOPS per node. Um, one of the main reasons is, is much of the performance is CPU bound um, with less drives in the, in the node itself. It's able to disperse that performance across um, less capacity, producing more IOPS uh, in a single box than you would get with our normal product line. All right. Well, uh, so now that we've we've covered the the speeds and feeds, if you will, the reason that I wanted to drag Melissa into the the podcast today is because uh, she has just finished up uh, validating, and we are getting ready to release our first design based on this new hardware. So, Melissa, could you give us an idea of uh, what that solution looks like, and then we'll kind of dig into it. 
gee, you guys make me sound like I am like the FlexPod queen or something. Between um, you and Lindsay, that's pretty much the entire royal family as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, the royal family. We had a fantastic engineering team put together for this effort. We had myself and Lindsay Street from NetApp. We had Chad Smith from NetApp SolidFire and Archana Sharma from Cisco. And, you know, everybody just worked so hard together to get this ready for Cisco Live and get this out the door. And we followed our similar FlexPod processes that we always follow. So, you know, you had the pre-validated um, the pre-validated solution that you're used to here. We did this exactly like a regular FlexPod. We have a wonderful design guide that just came out. It kind of goes through everything for you. So it talks about our Nexus 9000 switching platform. It talks about our Cisco UCS B-series blade chassis and servers. And it really gives a great overview of the FlexPod SolidFire storage nodes. So if you're not even that familiar with SolidFire, this is a really great starting point for you to learn more about it and understand it in the context of a FlexPod. With our first solution, we went ahead and we validated everything with VMware vSphere 6.5. That's what we're seeing a lot of customers using right, right now. So that's why we wanted to start with it. You know, Start with something that's going to cover most of our bases. In that typical validation, uh, I, I, I'll go ahead and throw you a softball to get us started. I know one thing that uh, longtime FlexPod customers are going to notice right off the bat is uh, we do have some pretty stringent rules about uh, how those SolidFire storage nodes get connected in. You want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the documents that goes along with our CVD is something called the technical specifications. And we have one for each of our FlexPod platforms. So we have, you know, our, our FlexPod data center technical specifications, our FlexPod Express technical specifications, and now our FlexPod SF technical specifications. And when you read this document, you'll learn more about, you know, the rules for connecting everything. But in brief, what we do here is we take our SolidFire storage nodes, our um, 9608 SolidFire storage nodes, and we correct, connect them directly to our Nexus switches. So we're going right into that network just to kind of give everybody the best performance and the best speed going forward. Yeah, and, and just to go ahead and get ahead, uh, we cannot connect those directly to the Fabric Interconnects, correct? No, we're not connecting them at this time. Awesome. So what what uh, what would you call out as kind of the key advantage of this solution? What what uh, in your opinion, uh, coming off a couple of years now of just steady grinding and knocking out architecture, what what jumped off the page with with this one uh, that differentiates it from what we typically work with? Well, really, at the heart of it is you have the solid fi the NetApp SolidFire storage nodes. Um, that kind of next generation data center that. We were talking about earlier before the programmability, the integration with things like the vSphere software suite. So we are using vSphere 6.5, which this is going to sound weird, but this 6.5 might be my favorite vSphere version since vSphere 4. So I really like 6.5 a lot. Um, it just, you know, the new web interfaces, the new host client, everything just works so well. And, you know, adding the power of NetApp SolidFire to that and the integration, it's really just such a great base platform for a vSphere deployment. You have all your programmability, you can do all the different great vRealize workflows, and you can scale it one node at a time. Whenever you need more performance, boom, just add a node and you know you have 75,000 IOPS coming your way. The thing that kind of jumps off, uh, the thing that was jumping off the page for me, Melissa, and the thing that I was kind of wondering if you would bring up is I, I, I see a really good synergy uh, with with uh, the FlexPod SF stack. For customers who, who don't really know what they're getting into, you know, the, the, the flexibility that this platform provides 
quite frankly, is above and beyond what we get out of a traditional flex pod. You know, the ability to just deploy, get it out in production, to see what the workload actually is, and then adjust from there is is really second to none. And and when we're looking at a full UCS stack, a full Nexus stack, and then a full LMNOS SolidFire stack, not only do we get that that just incredible scalability and incredible flexibility, but but we're also dealing with something that that it has centralized management as the top line key feature, right? UCS manager consolidating all of the compute for us and LMNOS uh, consolidating all of the storage management functionality. But then simultaneously, not only is it easier to manage, but but it's also completely guaranteed all the way from the top to the bottom of the stack through the network, compute, the whole nine. So so it really is uh, just a super, super clean platform. I can't wait to see what our field does with it. Yeah, exactly. There are so many cases out there where you think you know what your least your workload is. Oh, I did all this upfront work. I did all this sizing. I evaluated all my applications and, you know, you deploy it and it's nothing, it, it isn't anything like you thought it was. This platform makes it so easy to scale any component. I add a new blade chassis, I have more blades. I add more solid fire nodes, I have more storage. So it really just is scalable for those, like you said, kind of unpredicted or unknown workloads. Another great use case that we see a lot of people is, you know, we just bought another company or we're merging with somebody and we suddenly need all this performance and all this, you know, compute that we didn't need before. It's really super easy just to connect it up and get running. We probably should have addressed this at the top, but but I'm curious, are there, are there any uh, additional kind of scaling limitations associated with the uh, SF9608 node, uh, or is it just, again, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer here, but is this just standard solid fire? Yeah, this is just standard solid fire. Um, no, no real scaling limitations. I mean, there are always, uh, you know, uh, considerations to take into, uh, you know, in, into consideration around fault uh, uh, domains and things like that um, for customers, but no, um, you can scale up and scale back just as easily as you could with uh, our traditional solid fire line. So would I be adding more pods to this, or would I be adding more nodes to the pod itself? More nodes to the pod itself. So you can add additional pods as well. What you would, what makes uh, SolidFire really kind of an interesting platform is that, uh, like I said, this, the scale back feature is just as powerful as the scale out feature. Um, if you choose to kind of break out that pod and split it and split it into two um, for whatever you know various reasons, you can you can do that just as easily um, and take one of those nodes out. Um, I think I think one of the the biggest features to kind of hit on um, with SolidFire um, is the high availability or, or or the failover capabilities of it. Um, it, we're the only storage, storage architecture out there at this point that, that can fail an entire storage node um, and still remain completely high available. You still keep all your, uh, not only all your data, but you're, you're going to maintain all your QoS settings. So um, there's no other storage vendor out there that can actually fail an entire node in a system and stay up and running and, and guarantee performance. Yeah, it is. It, it, I, it is interesting as a longtime NetApp guy, uh, the the two extremes at which I see SolidFire plug in very cleanly. You know, at at, at the the kind of entry level where you know the the term that I love to use is a growth engine because that's the place where I just see SolidFire uh, winning hands down. You know, when you're dealing with a business that that is dealing with something that is growing from nothing, the way that we can add in. Uh, nodes into a solid fire cluster and just cleanly scale as as the business requires on demand uh, quickly and easily. And then later on, 
you know, as, as you just addressed, when, 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 when those peaks pass, the ability to just pull those nodes back out, shove, shove them in a box, FedEx them somewhere else, and then reuse those assets without any penalty at all is just incredibly powerful, right? And, and, and taking that kind of uh, capability and bundling it with the FlexPod's uh, uh, ability to simplify deployments and remove risk from from enterprise uh, deployments, both both in traditional enterprise customers, but also in in larger service provider accounts. You know, which which kind of speaks to those two different ends of the scale. You know, starting with a product that was developed for service providers, you've always had that kind of core niche use case. But but uh, because it has this super friendly economic model, it, it, it's also just very powerful for for the smaller end where you're just trying to get something up and running. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to bring up that point too, Glenn. You know, as I mentioned before, you know, sometimes we don't deploy enough resources and sometimes we realize as we're migrating applications and new workloads to like a next generation environment like this, we don't need to bring everything over or we can scale back or we're not going to use this app anymore. Exactly what you said, throw the nodes in a box, ship them someplace else and Deploy them another place. Build yourself another flex pod in your second data center for disaster recovery. Yeah, and I think I think one of the most understated, um, you know, topics when, when when people talk about solid fires is really the the ability to kind of control your be able to the ease of use around planning, um, you know, capacity planning and budgeting and all that. Um, uh, solid fire, to me, um, is probably the most impactful um, in, in that realm, simply because. When you're, you, know, you no longer have to really look at three years out and say, okay, here's the projects on our plate. We're taking a, a stab at what we're going to need for capacity and performance and to do all this. And then as the business changes and, and demands change on you, which they always do, um, you know, you're, you're there, you're stuck with, you know, a budget to figure out how to either, you know, buy another complete system and, and expand out a, a massive amount of capacity, which you may not have budget for, or you may just try to figure out how to get what you have to work um, and, and scrap other projects that are going on and a lot of prioritization and time taken up in that. Um, with SolidFire, since you can expand a single note, you know, one note at a time, it, it really eases that burden. Um, you, you don't really have to worry about that. Uh, you can kind of just kind of move forward. And, and as the business changes and demands um, demands change with it, you can expand uh, both capacity and performance along with that. Yeah, it's particularly the, the I just keep coming back around to the ease of management. You know, it's, it's really hard to get, it's really easy rather to, to get lost in the speeds and feeds and, and the technology of how these things work. But, you know, the, the tongue-in-cheek uh, Cavalier campaign that we had last year running around declaring the death of the storage admin w w was actually very successful in, in kind of, you know, expressing that concept of, you know, look, guys, we're not saying that you're not valuable anymore. What we're trying to explain to you is this platform doesn't require those roles. It just deals with all of that. And, and, it, and it boils it down into two very simple, you know, values that anyone can monitor. Here's how much capacity you have and here's how much performance you have left. That's it. If you run out of either one of those buckets, you add a note. And there's no additional thought that goes into this platform at all. You literally just add the node and it does everything for you. Yeah. That's it. That's super, super powerful, right? Melissa and I have been deep in this FlexPod world for a very long time. And while we there, there isn't a workload that we haven't been able to address uh, to date, right? We, we have architectures that, that, that satisfy 
uh, any 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 requirement you could possibly imagine at this point in time, they're not that simple. They just aren't right. They they, they have other trade-offs. Uh, so, so what we're bringing to market with with the FlexPod SF offering is not only this new package, but but really for me the 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 big takeaway is we're just the 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 barrier of entry goes all the way to the ground. We're literally just going to take the bar and set it on the ground, and and that's how hard it is to run that thing. Exactly, and you know the thing you brought up about the deathless storage admin. I think a lot of storage admins saw that as that as oh no, my job is going to go away and I'm going to get fired and I'm going to get outsourced. That's not what it's about. It's about reducing the operational overhead to let you innovate in your business. Like what is your bottom line? What is the bottom line for our customers? Go do that. Go work on new applications. Go work on new infrastructure projects. Go do things that's going to drive your business. Don't spend your time managing your storage. Yeah, yeah, totally, right? Do, do you want to sit there and micromanage those resources and have to stress out about it? I mean, if if, if you can avoid it, why not, right? 100% of the time. So, Brett, before we uh, before we completely land this plane, um, I'm curious, from, from your perspective, what kind of workloads did you have in mind when you guys were putting this offering together? What, what market uh, is this really aimed at? Yeah, well, I, I think with with uh, SolidFire, I mean, you definitely have other FlexPod options out there, right? And that has a pretty broad array of of options and solutions that you can choose from. I think with SolidFire, what you really want to to kind of focus on, um, and and where we start differentiating ourselves from the other solutions is around the the idea that the SolidFire is truly built for the next generation data center. Um, and, and what that means is, is we're primarily focused a lot on, on IT uh, as a service, right? Um, people looking to provide infrastructure and storage infrastructure as a service back to their customer, whether that's internal, whether that's external, um, whether you're looking at uh, a cloud-based operation through web SaaS. Um, these cloud-like operations are, are, are really the, the SolidFire sweet spot. Um, again, just to kind of Park back to what we were talking about earlier: um, the simplicity, the scale out, um, all, all, the, all the things that make Solid Fire really a differentiated product um, go right into those use cases. And I think from a FlexPod point of view, um, when you're looking at simplicity and standardization, um, being able to you know ease of use of, of rolling out your your entire infrastructure in, in a configuration that, that makes sense that works for you, um, Solid Fire really starts to fit well into customers looking to expand um, that quickly. And so, so th- those are the markets that we're generally looking to, to attack here is cloud-based, uh, cloud-based operations, customers looking to go to more of a chargeback model, um, IT as a service. And uh, as, we, as we move forward, I, th- I think uh, customers will find a lot of value in, in being able to deploy quickly that way. Yeah, I think that's going to be a home run. I mean, uh, honestly, we, we do that stuff with, with FAS today and, and all flash FAS, but the the amount of work that it takes to get all those metrics and to get that wired back into the OSS and BSS platform, it's just it's a lot of work, right? And with Solid Fire, it isn't a lot of work. It's just there. Yeah, right. I mean, um, and, and, and I agree. I, I think you know, in tra- definitely traditional virtual environments and, and heavy production, you know, AFS is is great. I mean, it's it's going to be your workhorse. Um, just take. It's just a differentiated product that that allows you to kind of take that that simplicity of a converged infrastructure and, and expand it and, and grow your business even that much more. Okay, Brett, Melissa, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you and talk about Solid Fire or Solid Fire Flex Pod SF, Flex Pod SF. Thank you. 
Super Fragicalistic XPL Edition. I told you, I, I'm terrible at this marketing deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if they wanted to get in touch with you, Melissa, how would they find you? You can find me on Twitter at vmis33 or on my blog at vmis.net. All right, and Brett, what about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm just Brett Seclair, and that is Seclair with, uh, with no N in it. So uh, S-I-C-L-A-I-R, and just feel free to hit me up on that. All right, thanks so much, guys. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontechpodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank uh, Melissa Palmer and Brett Seclair for joining us today and talking about FlexPod SF. See, I got it right. Isn't that great, Melissa? Yeah. Yeah. She'd be so proud of me. Uh, you know, I, I learn from fast learners. I want everyone at Cisco Live to go walk up to the internet for the to see the FlexPod Super Trying to get me in trouble. Is it just yes. Me? Is this getting off on this? No, that's oh, yeah. the best name ever. It is the best name ever. It is. Flexpod SF. That's it. Almost like Madonna. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs>